Hey everybody, this is Greg, and before we get started with the podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to two of our sponsors. The first is a company that is very close to my heart, Dominar Studios. They're the makers of the Cloud Agent Suite. Their flagship product, Cloud CMA, is used by over 500,000 real estate professionals all across the country, and their customers have published over 15 million Cloud CMA reports. Also check out CloudMLX, their front-end-of-choice solution, which won Inman News' Most Innovative Technology Award and has crossed over 200,000 MLS members under site license. You can find out more at cloudagentsuite.com. Also, I'm excited to announce the Notorious VIP, a premium subscription service from Rob Hahn, also known as the Notorious ROB. Membership gives you subscriber-only content, both written and recorded, that is unavailable anywhere else. The difference between the Notorious ROB blog and the Notorious VIP is that VIP focuses on research and analysis, while the ROB blog focuses on commentary and op-ed. Notorious VIP is for those in organized real estate that want to go a few layers deeper. Please visit Notorious-ROB.com to find out more. I'll put a link to both sponsors in the show notes. Also, if any of our listeners are interested in sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast, please drop me a line at gregrobertson at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious ROB, Rob Hahn. And on the other line is the other co-host, the notorious, no, he's not notorious, the, the beautiful, sexy and beautiful Greg Robertson. Greg, you there? I gotcha this time. <laughs> Hola, Rob. Hola. <laughs> Uh, how long has it been since somebody called you sexy and beautiful? Yeah, I just want to know. It's been a long time, buddy. <laughs> look, look uh, you know, in case Mrs. Robertson is listening, uh, <laughs> you should probably tell your tell your husband that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how the hell are you this lovely morning? Good man, good. This is uh, the day after the big uh, Zillow news, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I figure we got we got probably. Four another 24 maybe 48 hours before this news gets wiped off the uh people's minds so (laughs) (laughs) you know for some reason i think it's it's it might be staying around longer than that you know so my whole theory on this was maybe uh maybe they scheduled the timing of the announcement because trump's gonna announce the supreme court pick this weekend and no one will be thinking about anything else There is an art to that, that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they did announce it. Obviously, it's uh, something we got to talk about because, you know, this is what it's on everyone's mind. So let's let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to start off with something like let's let's go less controversial, right? And um, you know, you you write a lot. I write, and you know, in that case, I get a little bit like word nerdy. Right. And, <laughs> and, you know, cause when you, when you start talking about these things, you, you, to me, it's like, I have to be clear on what I'm talking about or what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that there's really, and I don't know, maybe we can come up with a naming convention here. There used to be kind of like listing portals, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you would call it syndication sites. Like, you know, Zillow was realtor.com was homes.com. You know, where it wasn't, they weren't really brokerages, 
they were just displaying listings and they they had a, a different business model for that. And now right. it seems to be now it's, I don't know if I would really call Redfin's a brokerage, but I guess Zillow's a brokerage site. You've got Realtor.com that's kind of still a syndication portal, but they have that op city tie-in, which is yeah. a little bit different, yeah. right? So yeah. to me, it's like, you know, the, the game is changing so fast. And uh, yeah. this goes back to like, one thing I wrote about in, um, we kind of talked about in the last episode was how BPP was saying, you know, we're going to, we want to, you know, be the number one home uh, search site in two years, you know, beating mm-hmm. Zillow and everybody else. And I'm like, it seems like, is that plan even have any relevance anymore? The, and it's like, <laughs> these guys have completely changed the game. Yeah. And like, everybody's trying to like race towards something that really doesn't exist anymore, or or maybe it still exists, but is no longer the game anymore, yeah. right? So it's like, yeah. it's like other people's strategy now are moot, right? And there's a lot uh, to unpack yeah. here, but yeah. I, mean, I mean, to me, it's like, do we call Zillow brokerage now from now on? Like Redfin's a brokerage? I mean, I mean, how when we're talking about these sites, how do we how do we parse that out, right? Right. I mean, I think that's a good question. What do we call Zillow now, right? I, I guess that's a good question. What do you call Zillow? <laughs> Let's just start with that. I, I guess an iBuyer, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I that term has become so imprecise to me. So I think if I would say I think Zillow is a market maker that happens to have a really large web portal. Yeah, well, that's that's a bit long, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, like an iBuyer brokerage, I think I've, I've read that somewhere, yeah. right? If you, add the, if you add the clarification, that, you know, or the, the little thing of brokerage, iBuyer brokerage, maybe that maybe yeah. that's a little bit more precise, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'll just call them like Amazon of real estate, right? It's like they right. sell their own stuff, right? And then they have no, I, this what, website. Yeah, that, what, I, yeah. what I'm yeah. getting at is like, how do you describe homes.com versus an, a Zillow? Yeah. Wannabe versus the king. I mean, you know. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a good point. You know, I, I think it's a good point. So I guess the first place we have to start, though, is, is Zillow brokerage? Of course they are. Okay, is Open Door a brokerage? Absolutely, they've been a brokerage for a long time. They've been a participant for right. an MLS for a long time. Right. So then, yeah, I guess we're just going to define Euro brokerage if you have a brokerage license. Well, you can, and you're buying and selling real estate, sure. You know, so from that standpoint, what's interesting is I know um, there are a number of MLSs. If you look at their participant list. You'll find people like Dell Web Homes, right? You know, the, in other words, the home builders are all participants. Sure. So I guess we have to call them brokerages. If they're buying and selling houses, of course, yeah. Yeah, but so then, then that's. I mean, I don't think right. you can join an MLS unless you're a broker. No, I know, but what I mean is like Pulte Homes to call them a brokerage. Like you can, like we can sue anything we want, really. But I, I don't think anyone would think of Pulte Homes as a brokerage. Yeah, I mean, there's. I guess maybe are they a traditional brokerage? Maybe not, right? Right. Um, right. I mean, a clarifying statement, right. a clarifying word there. Right. So I think that's. It's a really good point, though. You know. So to me, maybe the more interesting way of thinking about it is what we think of as brokerage. Maybe the way we got to think about it is we're defining it as you're helping people buy and sell other people's homes. 
right? Because if you're if you're Pulte Homes, you have a brokerage license. You're a participant in the local MLS because you want your employee agents to go into the MLS and list the new homes that you are putting up for sale, right? You want to be able to do that. But you know that that agent is not going out and doing listing appointments and running buyers around, right? That's just not what they do. But because of the law, they have to be a licensed brokerage. That agent has to be a licensed salesperson. So they're going to do it that way. But they're certainly not helping, you know, families buy and sell homes. You know, I mean, they're helping in the sense that if you walk into the the sales office at your local new new construction home builder, then yeah, some licensed sales agent's going to explain here's the floor plans and you know what I mean like they're gonna do that but they're not really doing what you know the realtor down the street is doing right so similarly open well, door I mean, is every, not but, that. but that's that's a little narrow or I think that's a little bit too flippant because you know every experience I mean you know not every but every brokerage will try to give a different experience than the other brokerage right you know you true, know, but ABC real true. estate versus you know Telus real estate. I mean, their experience is going to be different. Hopefully, right? That's how they're going to differentiate themselves. But I think then we got to focus on sort of the fundamentals. Meaning, yeah, you want to try and give slightly different experiences, but unless you are literally you know building houses, right? <laughs> like you're going out and buying lots of land and you know and doing the development work, you're, unless you're actually building houses, you're not Pulte. You're not those guys. Right. Similarly, unless you're going out and buying and selling houses with cash, like Open Door or Zillow, then you're not doing that business. Right. Conversely, if those guys are not doing your business, then yeah, we could call them brokerages. But really, if we have to be honest, but they're not really doing your business. They're not trying to help people buy and sell homes. Yeah, I guess my larger point is that it's so disruptive. We don't even know what to call these fucking guys anymore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that. That to me is the larger point, right? Yeah. You can yeah. you can kind of go down to like you know, the lexicon of like I'm going to call a cab versus I'm going to call an Uber. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's that type of thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk about how you know Zillow is a larger search term than real estate, right? I mean, it's blowing my mind where it's changing so fast. I don't even know how to fucking define it. Yeah, I don't know how to write about it yet. I don't know yeah. what to fucking call this, right? It's just, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy, and and not like I'm not getting into semantics and like you know, you know. No, it makes a difference. It makes crap, a difference. But, but it just yeah. it is. It's just like that's how big this stuff is, right? Yeah. I mean, forget like you know, as you call them, the Zaders and the, the Zillow haters and all this other stuff. It's just things are changing. I mean, it's a great time to be in fucking real estate, right? I mean, <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Um, but it's just it's it's I don't know what to, like I said I don't know how to write I don't even know what to call these people anymore right <laughs> it's great my, and that's yeah. great and that's fantastic and that's yeah. I, I love that yeah I mean in my mind I think the most useful distinction maybe is between principal and middleman right agent if you will right Zillow Open Door you know Pulte Homes these guys are principals you know? whereas a Coldwell Banker Kelly Williams you know they're middlemen they're mediating between a seller and a buyer whereas Zillow open door they're both the buyer and the seller and Pulte Homes obviously is the seller right because they're literally putting sticks in the ground and building homes and then they're trying to sell it so maybe that's a useful way of thinking about it like are you a principal or are you an agent 
Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of investor agents out there, right? That's true. Um, yeah, and when they're doing agents, that, they're, developer yeah. agents, if you want to call them that. True. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So I guess the question is like, what difference does that make really for the industry when it's all said and done? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Semantics aside, you know, what is what is really what is the news here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so let's repeat the news just in case somebody's under a rock. You know, the news is that Zillow is going to bring their eye-buying market-making operations in-house, right? So when it comes to buying houses from people or selling houses to buyers, their own, right? Their Zillow is going to use their own employee licensed agents. And in conjunction with that, they're going to join the MLS as a participant broker, and take advantage of the data feed that all participant brokers are entitled to. I mean, I think that's the two big pieces of news. There's a yeah. bunch of other things about new construction and things like that. They're going to become realtors, but you know, like that's the big news. I guess my first question for you, Greg, like you and I have been around for a long time. We've been watching the space for a long time. Doesn't this response feel like a little tame to you? Yes, no, absolutely. Right? I think so. I think I think this, you know, you know, what's the quote, boiling the frog? Yeah. Um, they've been stair stepping their way to this. Yeah. Right. That I think it's not like one day they woke up and changed everything. This has just been little t- not I wouldn't say tiny step, but smaller steps to this point. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. that roll up has made this kind of um like, you know, some of the comments. I mean, it was just expected almost, right? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, but I, I find that interesting because I'm trying to remember back. It was a few years ago. Do you remember the whole Stop Zillow campaign and yeah. all that? Like, what was that around? Do you remember? They announced something and the, the industry went absolutely apeshit. Yeah, for, for a little while, but I don't think that site got any traction. No, I know, but I'm saying what was the yeah. issue? What did Zillow do to trigger that? Was it when they did the, uh, we're going to take referrals? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't flex. It wasn't. I think it was just the same old. You're taking our listings and making us pay for advertising. It. I mean, just you know that sort of nuance to it. Yeah, I just, I just can't. I, I remember Jay Thompson was still there. <laughs> this is how far back it goes, right? I just remember that, and poor Jay was probably spending, you know, up like oh, I know seventy it was. hours I straight. It was like they were going to take the listings down in MLS. They weren't going to post listings to Zillow, right? It was an MLS or a brokerage. And then, you know, we all know how that went down, right? I think yeah. many MLSs and brokerages have tried to do that. But yeah. as soon as the seller said, why is it my house on, on Zillow? And the agent was like, anyway, so yeah, I thought the response was kind of tame, to be honest. I, th- I expected a lot bigger boom, but it just hasn't happened, you know? And I guess I'm sort of curious why. Uh, maybe it's like you said, you know, boiling a frog. You know, it's just slow evolution. Maybe it's because uh, people have realized that uh, they're still making money. <laughs> and Zillow hasn't come and taken them out. Who knows? I, I don't. I don't know the answer. But yeah, it's been it's been relatively tame. So the question is the interesting question at this point, from my standpoint, and this is kind of what I wrote. Right? Is all right. This happened. Right. What will the industry do? Like, how will the industry respond? You know, so specifically because you and I know know this subspace better than you know, I think uh, most people. How do you think the MLSs will respond? 
Well, you know, here's the thing is that I don't think most agents know this or a lot of people know it. Zillow's always maintain a great relationship with the MLSs. I mean, better yeah. relationships than than Realtor.com, better relationships yeah. than NAR has, right? So yeah. they've already kind of like, they've, they've always put that. I think from the other standpoint, the fact that they want to become, you know, they want to be part of the system and really embrace the system really, right? Becoming a mm-hmm. member of NAR, becoming a member participant in the MLS, that is, shows kind of a win for organized real estate as a whole, right? I was mm-hmm. listening to um, an, another colleague talk about this. And so MLS is as long as, the, you know, as long as you're going to hear by the, the, the rules, right? And I, you know, there's some, there, there'll probably be some uh, thorny issues like, you know, coming soon, you know, the clear cooperation stuff, maybe. Right. Um, if it's an IDX site, I know just from building these things before, you know, there's always these weird URL things they have to follow mm-hmm. and and disclosures on the listing itself and how logos are displayed and all that shit, right? That's always a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, as long as you're going to follow the rules, I don't, I don't, it's probably going to make it things easier a bit for MLSs, you know? Yeah. I wonder, like, I made a tweet on Twitter about this, about like, you know, Zillow's famous for having a, you know, a ton of industry relations people, right? Just to, you know, pardon the pun here on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whose main thing is to maintain those relationships with the with the MLSs and negotiate fees, you know, fees for the feed, right? So right. the other thing that's going to happen is they're going to save a ton of money probably because now they're a broker. They have a right to that data. That's right. And then- um, how do they reposition these industry relations people, right? Since- I have a theory on that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear the theory? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I, I don't think I put it in this, put this in the post, but I was having a conversation with a CEO of an MLS uh, yesterday. Uh, I kind of made the point that you understand that this means that Zillow no longer has to kiss anybody's ass, right? Right. Yeah. In fact, it's almost the exact opposite, right? Now the right. MLS are the shoes on the other foot. A little bit. I and you know, so I feel like industry relations, broadly speaking, I would think of that as the State Department. <laughs> like Errol Samuelson was the Secretary of State for Zillow, the diplomat, right? The guy who has to go and and talk nice and build relationships and, you know, keep things peaceful, right? I feel like going forward, Zillow is, needs more of a Department of Defense, you know. So, the, you're right. The whole industry relations team, I think, ends up having to reposition. They don't need to kiss ass. They don't need to make people feel good. They just need to insist on their rights as a participant broker. Yeah, I mean... How many parties have you seen Redfin host? And right. They're, they're kind of frugal nature, right? I mean, right. <laughs> you know, their culture. But I mean, why? They're, Zillow's like, you know, serve me, right? Yeah, but, you know, I don't think that's their personality. I think, I think they'll probably still be super nice and super sweet, et cetera. It's just that there's a little bit more steel right behind the velvet glove now. Right, because here, here's how I look at it. Just, In the past, no, I mean, I, I think it's more than that. It just fundamentally changes the whole relation to Zillow to organized real estate, and that's it does. and that's massive. Yeah, and so that let's think like what like how do things change? So going forward, uh, remember like Claw was it five years, six years ago? Did that whole we're going to delay things? Mm-hmm. Right? 
say some MLS starts fucking around with them, you know. In the past, all that Zillow could do is, you know, send in the diplomat, right? Protest, hey, you know, what can we do to, you know, get the data we need? Maybe threaten, like, we'll call the Department of Justice or whatever, right? You know, that, that's about it, though, right? Now, not that I don't, I don't know how an MLS could even fuck around with Zillow, but let's no. say they did something. They're like, we're a member, right? We're, we're, a, participant. we're a participant. I mean, no, yeah. it's like they got to take that phone call. They got to yeah. eat that big sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, we're a participant with a really large legal team and we're coming to see you. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a different deal. No, you know? it's, like I said, I, I don't know what to call them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's, the bigger news is just the, the inside baseball of, of Zillow and organized real estate and how that yeah, all yeah. changes, right? I mean, so let's talk about that yeah. because the other side of organized real estate is the realtors, NAR, right? Zillow's already said they're going to become realtors. They're going to join NAR. Yeah. They're going to be joining the state and local association. I don't think the impact is going to be as big because they don't have the number of licensees, right? So it's not like they've got 30,000 agents that they're joining NAR. It's, it's not that. They probably yeah, have yeah. 30 agents. Well, it's just, it's a vibe. It's like, because how long did it take, you know, Kel, it was a Kelman to kind of come out and say, you know, okay, we're going to join the Seattle Association of Realtors or something. It was like this big, you know, they, they didn't participate before and then they made an announcement yeah. that they were. Yeah. Right? It's like Zillow just from the get-go. Nope, we're in the family. Yeah. Right? You know, like it or not. Yeah. Crazy, crazy uncles here. So does that lead to them having more power, less power? Like how does that play out, do you think? I think the first thing is and it's very smart is to announce we want to be part of the family. We are part of the family. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's just the first strategy. Now they have to see, okay, how to, how does this work? And if they want to exert any influence, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Right. Right. Um, so we'll have to see what, are they going to be, try, are they going to do some campaign to try to be, get on the board of directors of the 35 largest MLSs in the country, at least have a board seat. I mean, and that, and that's, yeah. that's possible, right? It's possible. Yeah. It's plausible. Yeah. But uh, that's an interesting thing. Like, okay, so I'm one of the members, one of the subscribers' agents in that MLS. Like, do I vote for the Zillow director? Well, you know, there's, I mean, I, I there's some a lot of uh, controversy going on in Vegas where you're at because mm-hmm. the board president was also, uh, I think, one of the Zillow premier brokers, whatever they call them, right? Yeah. And that yeah. that caused a lot of kerfuffle down there. I don't know if you you've heard. Heard I heard a it. little bit, yeah. yeah, and a lot of folks were like, "That's this most ridiculous thing," but it's it's politics, so you know. Yeah, I mean, so anything's possible, right? There's going to be, as you say, that there's going to be there's zaders out there that are drinking the zaderade, right? <laughs> Zillow haterade. <laughs> so uh, you know, the thing that kind of fascinates me the most is, on the one hand, this is obviously really good news for organized real estate, right? Because mm-hmm. on the one hand, you can almost look at this and say, this means that the realtor movement, the realtor associations have won, right? Because for a real long time, I think people thought of it as kind of Zillow versus NAR. And if that's how you look at it, then I think you have to look at this announcement and say, well, NAR has won, right? Zillow has has knuckled under, they're going to come join. On the other hand, I guess what I'm sort of wondering is, can Zillow coexist with kind of NAR and the realtor 
associations as they exist today. And my feeling is they can't. So one or the other has to change. And now that Zillow is a realtor, is part of organized real estate, you know, how big of a influence, how big of a push could they make to change? Here's what I mean. Zillow, as we know, like they're 100% you know, consumer North Star, right? Right. I mean, you could hate Zillow all you want, but I think you have to admit that those guys have kind of talked the talk and walked the walk, that they're going to be consumer first no matter what. Realtors have tended to be members as the North Star, right? Sure. Those two can, can often be in conflict. And if it does, does the fact that Zillow is now a realtor change things at all? Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, th- that's all just kind of like culture in a way, right? Compass, right? Robert Rifkin has, uh, has said mm-hmm. his North Star is his agents. Right. That's his focus, right? So right. I think it's, it doesn't inherently mean, you know, who your North Star is, part of your culture, and different companies can have different cultures. And it doesn't mean that one's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. As long as at the end of the day they execute correctly, right? So sure, but it does influence things like MLS policy. It does influence things like code of ethics. It does influence things that you know they both at least ostensibly have in common. You know, even something like lobbying, right? I mean, we all know Zillow likely has a very large lobbying arm. You know, <laughs> that's independent right. of of NAR. For that matter, we know that Realogy, you know, Remax, all these guys also have probably some lobbyists. I know for a fact Realogy does. So do they coordinate or do they start, you know, like what happens if some something like flood insurance comes up and for whatever reason Zillow says, yeah, we're not for that. That's not pro-consumer, so we're going to oppose it. Like does that change things within NAR is kind of yeah, I guess what I'm uh, you know, <laughs> has our pack just got their biggest donor ever? <laughs> Probably, right? <laughs> right? Probably. Like, you know, it's like, I, I got to say, I mean, Zillow might have their own kind of lobbying thing, but I mean, let's let's just give props to the GOAT. And that's, you know, NAR, right? Th- these sure. guys know what they're doing. So in that case, I mean, Zillow can leverage that, right? I mean, if they sure. can help, help even that grow, better for them, right? Sure. Um, so yeah, no, that, that influences absolutely. I mean, it depends you know, on be how funny. you want to do it. It just occurred to me. Could you imagine if you said uh, our pet got the largest donor ever? Could you imagine if Zillow said, uh, "Listen, we're going to donate ten million shares yeah. of Zillow." Yeah. Right. Because now our pack has a vested interest to make sure Zillow stock price keeps going up. Like I'm saying, <laughs> it's, just, it's a total mind fuck. I don't know how to. It's like I, it's like this maze going through my head. I start going down this and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's what happens yeah. there. And then yeah. I turn around, I go down this other corridor. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. And then I go down another corridor and like, I mean, it's just it's it's a mind fuck, man. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know. I mean, my hope is that people are going to calm down. I feel like maybe what we're seeing is the first blush of enthusiasm and excitement because you know. In a way, this is confirmation of everybody's greatest fear, right? People have been worried for decades, for years, that Zillow is going to be a brokerage and, you know, Zillow, they're a competitor. And here it is, confirmation of your greatest fear, right? Zillow is here. Um, and, and now they get a complete bow feed, right? What correct. Is that going to move Correct. To, to the Zestimates, right? Correct. 
And then, I but mean, then people are like, "Hey, you know, IDX rules uh, ban the display of AVMs," and I'm like, "Yeah, only if the seller opts out." So I guess we're about to see a huge surge in number of agents going to their sellers and saying, "Hey, you know, check this box to ban the display of AVM on your on your listing." You know, I yeah. Now that now that you say that, I think you know. In, in going back to your question, how will the MLSs respond? I just you know, and again, this is. This comes from a vendor perspective of actually building these sites like yeah. Remax.com and, and Real Living and, and some others and knowing the nuances of IDX, right? Yeah. And and how some MLSs are just like really nitpickety at this, right? Yeah. That Zillow is going to find that there's going to be s- such wacky rules out there in some places, especially the smaller MLSs. But yeah. it's going to be hard for them to kind of like make their platform flexible enough to handle it. But they're, you know, they've got a ton of capital, a ton of resources, maybe not, but um, I just, I have a feeling that these little smaller MLSs with their IDX rules or lack thereof, it's going to be interesting to kind of see that. So it'll probably be a slower role in those kind of areas. You know, the, mm-hmm. the bigger ones obviously control most of the inventory anyway, and that'll be easier, but um, mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're going to get a rude awakening to some of these uh these crazy ideas. You don't think they already know that, though? I mean, we're talking about Errol and his whole team. Like, if anybody really knows some of the nitty-gritty BS crap, I mean, it's got to be those guys. Not on IDX. It's so, it's a different world. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I mean, they, they've been doing syndication for so long. I mean, that's just that's like, okay, point. here's the rules, whatever. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like, okay, the logo must be at least 30 pixels wide. Yeah, it must be, yeah this many pixels below the actual listing and blah, you know, it's just like, it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Right? The, the URL has to show the brokerage's name. Yeah. Right. When I was at E-Neighborhoods and we, we launched this kind of platform, which was the first like network of bro- broker IDX sites for Remax, you had Remax as this kind of umbrella search handler site. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we had, basically it was just a bunch of broker IDX websites that were under that. So you would go to remax.com, you put your search in, then it would figure out, okay, what broker is this? And then we would, the pages were designed to look like the homepage. So from the consumer's point of view, the continuity was the same, but it was an actually a, a completely a different instance of a website that was the brokerages yeah. because Remax is not a participant, right? The franchisor is not the participant. So you had to jump through all these fucking hoops. Now they don't have to do that because, you know, they are now a participant in all those, but there's still some crazy IDX rules that they're going to have to follow. Of course. You know, that sometimes just occurred to me. When was the last time you went on Zillow.com? Probably yesterday. Does Zillow.com uh, prompt you to log in? I have an account that I use for t- testing purposes, so I think I'm kind of either already logged in when I go there, or yeah, um, you know, I don't know the nuance of that. I don't remember it. Asking Every time me. I go, it prompts me to log in, right? Because hmm. it's it's obviously seeing the cookie or my URL or whatever, and just saying, hey, you know, do, uh, is are you Rob? Like, you know, log in. It just occurred to me once I log in, I think I can get the VOW feed. Zillow can, you know, display VOW to me. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're going to have yeah. access to all that, right? No, it's, it's right. again. And there's VOW, another there's no restriction. There's, yeah, there's another quarter you just went down and go, oh, I just realized you can do that. I mean, it's like I said, it's never ending. Maybe part of this is that the response, the industry so far is that yeah. 
I mean, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I come up with these things like, wow, I didn't yeah. think about that or I didn't think about that yeah. or I didn't think about that, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the VOW thing, I, it, it slipped my mind. It shouldn't have because I've been one of the biggest proponents of VOWs. But damn, I mean, I would think that most people that are going to Zillow probably do have an account there. Because you, it's hard to do things like saving, you know, properties to your whatever, right? Favoriting them or like it's really hard to use some of that function without being logged in. And if ultimately, obviously, you want to contact an agent, then you have you need to log in. You need to create a profile or something, right? Yeah. So once you log in under the current way that the industry works, then that company, that brokerage has the right to utilize the VOW, right? which is... Essentially, the entire MLS. Yeah. And you have the right to display that. Okay. I mean, in, a, in one sense, it's like there's a part of me that loves fucking IDX rules. I just, the puzzles sure. that these things are, and like, you sure. know, I've, I've been famous for like calling out several portals for not following them and them to be, to, to actually have to be, you know, rewritten or taken down because they weren't following rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, you missed your life calling to join Mitch, uh, you know, Skinner and being like the IDX lawyer. You know? But would you, <laughs> If you had, let's say, okay, there's Zillow is this site now, and you you have created an account, but you haven't really, you know, there's like this this virtual handshake that has to happen. Just because you have an account now doesn't mean if they turn into a brokerage a month from now, that that established that relationship as a broker. So it could be just as simple as like you like they're going to put up a new terms of service. You say accept, and then you know you're on your way. That's probably how they're going to solve it. But that's, you know, yeah, that's that, that would be pretty sure. simple. Sure. And then on the flip side, if if the uh, industry wants to stop that, I suppose they'd have to, you know, redo the VOW rules, right? Right now, as far as I know, all that's required is uh, somebody register for your website. You know, here's that- the other thing, Rob, just again, in my head here, you know, if you go to Remax, it's just going to be, um, it's it's exactly what I described. It's a, it's a network of broker IDX sites, right? Right. It's not a seamless experience. They don't have right. a really great vow solution. If you go to Coal Banker, if you go to right. ERA, if you go to Better Homes and Gardens, all those sites, most of the time they're just displaying Realogy listings, really, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. this is a national real estate company. Mm-hmm. And if they execute vow correctly, remember everybody's talking about like, why, why didn't vow take off? Well, motherfucker, yeah. you know, Zillow has the, has the talent to yeah. really execute a vow feed very well, right? So yeah. you could finally see a, a national brokerage. Well, I mean, I, you know, again, I don't know what to call them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that one right now. But yeah. uh, national you know, company. That, national company. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, like I said, every time I think another thing pops up and I go, holy shit, crazy. So is that a threat, I guess, right? What does that change? If Zillow now says, okay, uh, just essentially give us the VOW fee, give us the RETS download, right? You know, um, now somebody logs in. Yeah. Right. There's literally nothing the industry can do to screw with that. Well, but because that was that was the subject of the DOJ settlement. Yeah. Which I know expired. Right. But nobody wants to go back there. Nobody wants the DOJ knocking again. So NAR does not want to fight that. They've got they got a big slap on the wrist, or it was more than a slap on the wrist, right? So yeah. But okay, let's just let's walk back this this a bit. Well, okay. hold on, let me walk back a bit. Because they've said they're only going to do this full brokerages for the Zillow Offers site, right? For the Zillow Offers right. client. And we already right. know from, from 
previous things that have been said is that when they do the Zillow offers things, a vast majority still list traditionally, right? And they're going to list with right. their premier agents and that's fine, right? So there's right. going to be a small subset. So I guess let's walk this through there. Like, let's say I'm selling the house, right? So yeah, we go to Zillow. I want to sell my house. I say yes. And now I guess searching for other, I mean, to create a vow relationship there from a seller standpoint, not really that great. Now with a vow feed, they'll probably have, you know, whatever CMA, AVM, Zestimate mm-hmm. technology they're using will be better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be able to provide that, that experience, right? So that's on the, on the seller side. I don't think the vow stuff really plays out that much except for making their tools better. But right. on the, the buying side, so I'm going on to Zillow and I'm searching for a house. I like a house and I want more information. Now that that is going to go to one of their premier agents. That doesn't they're not going to be participating in those types of transactions, right? Unless that's they're right. the actual owner of the house. No, that's right. Yeah, it's like yeah. what they've announced is that it's going to go to one of their premier agents. Right. So that so then maybe this doesn't it's not that big a deal because they're being at least for now they're being very narrow in focus of how of what they're doing, right? I suppose the big deal is that okay. I'm a, so let's t- talk through that scenario. I'm a seller, right? So I go on Zillow and I say, "Give me an offer," and Zillow sends me an offer. Right? Number one, that offer engine is going to be better because now Zillow can suck down every piece of data in the MLS and utilize it because they're a broker, they're a participant broker, right? And it is very, very clear that the industry rules have been changed, that sold data, MLS data, whatever, off-market information, that stuff exists so that a broker can provide a valuation, an opinion of value to a bona fide client. Well, here's a bona fide client who wants to sell their house to Zillow. I'm a broker. I'm going to the MLS. I'm sucking down every bit of data and producing the most accurate estimate of value, which we are going to turn into an offer for that house. Right. Right. Okay. So that's going to improve kind of the accuracy of that offer. It's going to improve all of that. The seller accepts it. Okay. But in order to do that, the seller has to create an account and essentially enter into a relationship that'll justify the VOW usage. Well, I mean, they have to do that anyway if they're going to get a check from Zillow, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So now there's a VOW. I mean, a VOW feed is the last thing they. Can, I mean, that's that's cool, but they want the relationship. They get a check. No, no, I know. But what I mean is, so now the search experience on Zillow completely transforms once you log in. That's what I'm getting at. As right? of what we were talking about, sellers here. I know, but sellers, you know, that I'm also going to buy because that was your thing, right? And you're saying the buyer is going to be hey, walk, sent to a walk me through, agent. walk me, walk me through the buyer experience in in your head. Okay. So in my head, what, what it is, okay, so I said, okay, I'm going to sell. I registered and I'm still on Zillow because obviously I'm on Zillow anyway to look for mm-hmm. my next house. When I do that, now I'm seeing everything. Right. I'm seeing what the cooperating compensation is on a particular house because that was a big kerfuffle, if you remember a couple, yeah. was it a yeah. year ago, two years ago? Yeah. You're right. And I don't think you can stop that display on a VOW. You can see oh, off-market information. You can see, you know, all the status changes. Hey, this house was put on the market and then withdrawn and then whatever. And I mean, you can see all that. Now, me as the buyer, I can't do anything with that necessarily. I then speak to my agent 
right? But now my agent doesn't have to send me any of that because I have it right on Zillow. It's a VOW site. Yeah, that's a little tricky because actually thinking about it more as you're walking through this, it's like they, they, they really can't compete with their premier agents. I mean, that's what, 70% of the revenue still? Sure, yeah. Right? So even, even, if, even if they've, a, they've sold the house through Zillow, and then the only way that even if consumers sold their house through Zillow, it yeah. still it still is benefits Zillow to send that person. No, of course. Uh, so here's what I mean. So let's actually the new agents, right? So maybe so let, let's it's like it's yeah. like it's, it's not, not competition because they would, no, it's not competition. Yeah, it would be in their they would be cannibalizing themselves if they did no, too much. No, no, Greg, no, that's the wrong way to think about it. No, of course they're gonna send this to a premier agent, right? The issue is okay now. The premier agent is working with this buyer, right? Right. Let's just take one simple example, right? Because God knows I've I recently did this. You know how like when a consumer says, "Hey, I'm really interested in seeing this house," right? Right. Like you know they did the search and they say, "You know, one two three Main Street looks really good. I want to go see that house." Every agent that I've ever worked with then sends me the MLS printout of that house. Uh. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm, of course, yes. Now they could send a Zillow printout of that house because the data is that same thing, right? Zillow is entitled to the exact same data that's in the MLS. But the display, the usage, the, the report, if you will, is going to be 100 times better. That's not cannibalizing premier agent business. If anything, it's helping them. It's like, look, why are you sending this nasty, ugly printout from your MLS with one photo when you could send the exact same thing, but print it from Zillow, and it'll have 30 photos, and it'll be dynamic. You could do it on your iPad and do a 3D tour. You know, like, but it's the exact same data, right? Yeah, yeah. That, but that goes back to my first point. Is like the, the Val feed just gives them better tools. Yeah. yeah. No, it gives them better data, and then Zillow will create the better tools on top of that data, and right. it makes those better tools available to both their premier agents and their buyers. Right. I mean, I don't think I'm missing anything there. That's that's a bigger deal than than the IDX part. IDX is only for internet display to strangers. Once you log in, it flips to VOW. Right. Which is the MLS by well, law. IDX is better because a lot of times those were limited, right? Right. By the nature of them, where IDX right. is not in a sense, right? Everybody right, but IDX is also limited and IDX has all these rules. Like to your point, the URL yeah. has to be this, you know, you can't have AVM, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what rules around VOW, but there are very few, right? Right. I guess the rabbit hole I was going down to is, is you know, just thinking about this more, they wouldn't do this because they have so much revenue in the, the premier agent is that you go into Zillow, you look for a house and they're going to sell it to you. They're going to be both, right? They're going to, they're, yeah, they're no, gonna, I don't. Only, only yeah, ridiculous, yeah. Only for Zillow owned homes, well, right? Only but, for Zillow owned homes, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, but let's put it this way: I don't think Zillow would have made this move without talking to all of their big spending premier agent partners and telling them, "Look, I mean, we're going to do this for for i buying, but everything else you guys are going to get." And I think that's probably what happened, and those guys are re- real happy. But the angle that I think we haven't talked about is the fact that. Essentially now Zillow has it's a replication, it's it's a duplicate of the MLS data, but it's going to create better tools out of that MLS data, which it can then make available to its premier agent partners and to consumers. Right. I, I don't think I'm missing that. I think I'm right on that. 
you know, I mean, maybe you know, we're obviously recording a podcast live. I didn't do a whole lot of research. I didn't look up the VOW rules and, and all of that. But as far as I know, VOW rules are very, very light. There's very few rules and very few things about it. Right. I mean. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We uncovered might... something, man. <laughs> Just in case people weren't paranoid enough about Zillow. Now they're even more paranoid, right? Just because well, we started talking about VOW. It's like you were saying in your post about like don't don't push Zillow into a corner. Yeah, I mean, and you know, l- l- let's say that you're right that that they did call their premier agents ahead of time. It reminds me of that. Remember that old Todd Zone episode where it was like that. There was that really young kid who he could wish if he got mad he could turn you into a jack o' lantern or something, right? And, okay. and all the parents and. All the adults around him, it's good, Jimmy. It's really good. It's such a, oh, you did a good thing. You did a good thing. They're so paranoid, you know, that he's, yeah. he's going to turn them into a rat or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I forget what the heck that name was of the kid, right? But um, it was, it's like, you know, really scary, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's like, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's fine. What a great idea. Thank you. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't do, don't don't put me out of business. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, it's not. And again, like I, you and I both know, you know, a lot of the folks over at Zillow. Right? I just don't think they care. I really don't. I think we have to understand this entire pivot, this entire move as Zillow declaring to the whole world that they are an eye buyer. That's their business. That's really what they want to do. They don't care about the portal side as much as people think. They don't care about, you know, real estate commissions. You know, they they care about buying and selling houses. They care about making a market in housing. And I think if people kind of understood that, then I, you know, I, I honestly believe the smarter, you know, more more forward thinking people will just leave Zillow alone, you know. Because th- here's the thing, they're not going to compete in that iBuyer space. They're they're not going to get yeah. into market making, yeah. right? So and, why don't you just do the real estate brokerage? Yeah, right? and I, I will say a little bit there. I do think like, you know, you got Errol and Kurt, right? And yeah. others we know there. But I mean, I know those guys very well. And I know that they were, right when all this is going on, they had in their hearts of like, oh man, you know. Somewhere down the road, Spencer or somebody says, "Well, not we're never going to become a broker, right?" Yeah, you know, and and that they they know that that connotation that that is out there. That is that phrase that kind of you sure know, that something that somebody's going to wag their finger at them right on that sure. right. And, and, sure. and I, I mean, it's just like anything else. It's like you know, in your relationships or anything, right? It's like, listen, we can't. You know, circumstances change. Yeah. I mean, that's a little. Bit, that's a little bit. I think wrong with our country a little bit is that. People aren't allowed to change their fucking minds because know, really. the new, new information comes in. Things, yeah. you know, culture changes, yeah. right? I mean, what are we going to hold on to these, you know, myopic things about the way things were 20 years ago? I'm, I'm just not going to change because, <laughs> I mean, it just, God it's damn just it, I'm not changing. Yeah. yeah, it's just a stupid premise, right? Yeah. You yeah. promised. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to let fucking, you know, open door eat my lunch because I promised something to a broker at a, at a CAR event. I mean, sure. come on. Yeah. You know, so I get people just got to let that go. Um, oh, totally. I mean, but for that matter, I mean, it's, it's not just Zill, it's everybody. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we have a big lawsuit going on right now about commissions, right? Right. Okay. So let's say that five years later, they win 
and you can no longer share commissions, right? Compass is not going to change. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's like you promised your you know, agent was your North Star. That's true. But look, the law changed. Like we don't have a choice. You know, like, of course you have to change. I mean, you're right. It's just it's one of the more frustrating things that I think about about real estate is people just almost like putting their you know fingers in their ear and, and you know just going like yeah 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 I can't hear you. It's like okay, but things are different now. You know, like the internet is real. Like COVID is real. Like things are different. You have to change. Like oh, I don't want to change. Okay, you know what 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 can we tell you? You know, don't change then. Let's see how that works out. Yeah, and yeah. it reminds me of you know that Jefferson quote, and I think it's actually his memorial. I'm remember reading mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it right now. I am not an advocate for frequent changes in laws and constitutions, but laws and institutions must go hand in hand with the progress of the human mind. As mm-hmm. that becomes more developed, more enlightened, and new discoveries are made, new truths discovered and manners and opinions change. With that change of circumstances, institutions must advance also to keep in pace with the times. We might as well require a man to, to wear still the coat which fitted him as a boy as civilized society to remain ever under the regime of their barbarous ancestors, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to, I'm not going to wear the same clothes <laughs> if I could back when I was a kid. <laughs> Although I wouldn't mind being able to fit into the same clothes. Yeah. Wore, okay. you, know, you know, 19 year old. <laughs> I have to say, I bet Jefferson sounded just like you, just like you yeah. do right now. Yeah. Totally. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like this is our first kind of reaction, you know, sort of real high level recording. I feel like maybe, you know, in the weeks ahead, we'll see what some of the other aspects of this are. Right? Yeah. Like, in particular, I am, I am now real curious about that VOW angle. So I'm going to look into it. Because as far as I know, the way things are set up, I think this does mean it's not the IDX thing that we have to be so concerned about. It's the VOW one. Because that's really I don't, what know, I don't know if the word is concerned, but I mean, like, Not I know for years, yeah. brokers were using collateral analytics, right? They're using mm-hmm. a third party vendor, but the yeah. brokers got the data via their being a participant and sent it to collateral analytics to get, you know, an AVMs powered for them, right? So, yeah. you know, as a broker, if they got their own built in collateral analytics kind of wing, I mean, yeah. even better, right? Yeah. You know, and then the other things that that's interesting is, you know, for example, like I know it's really, really difficult for brokerages to get access to their own data. You know, this is literally one of the fights that's happening right now with Sam yeah. DeBoard and Riso and a bunch of people saying we need a broker back office feed, right? Oh and no, yeah, the- no, that's, that's like I said, those smaller MLSs are going to be a pain in the ass because right. they won't even so give you the regular brokers. Right. So here's what I'm getting at. Because it is clear that brokers are entitled to that data. It's just the small MLSs. You know, they're just not very good at providing it. What if Zilla says, we'll do it? You know, we're a broker, give us the data, and then we will make this available to other brokers in our MLS. Like, what is the justification for, for that MLS to say, no, no, we don't want you helping? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. I mean, it could be like they could just have their own little API or something, sure. Yeah. In I mean, fact, the, the, fight is that. the fight is getting that from the smaller MLSs to begin with. <laughs> Correct. But if you're a participant broker, then the smaller MLS has no justification whatsoever. They still refuse all the fucking time. Of course, but it's a yeah. different thing than when when you have Zillow with its army of lawyers coming down on your ass, right? And again, they don't have to kiss ass anymore. And in this case, they would be doing something on behalf of all the brokers, 
you know, they're not saying give us this data so we could share it with consumers. They're saying, you know what, make this data available. You guys are incompetent. You can't actually make this happen. We'll do it for you for the benefit of all of the other brokers in in this MLS in our market because they want to back office feed. You don't know how to do it. We'll do it for you, right? Well, again, I, it's a cart before the horse thing. I mean, the, the challenge is getting it in the first place. So they can't offer an API or anything unless they get it in the first place. And that's right now the rub, right? It's not True. like it's True. it's not like the feed is bad or this or that. It's like it's, they won't give it, right? And but, here's so, how, yeah, you know what? And that brings me to my post. To me, when they won't do it out of uh, whatever political bullshit, that to me is fucking around and finding out what happens next. Yeah, no, they, they do it all the time to brokers now, but these other brokers don't have the means that Zillow right. does, right? So that this, this, right. and, and, and you know, again, going down another corridor here, this could turn out great for regular brokers with small yes. MLS because Zillow is going to, you know, not going to let that shit stand. Yeah, it could yeah. be. And again, and Zillow actually could provide some of the tools and the data stuff that, you know, let's be charitable and say that smaller MLSs, it's not that they don't, they refuse, it's that they don't have the technology, they don't have the staff, right. they don't know how to do it. So maybe Zillow just says, listen, we're, we're one of you. We're a participant member. We happen to be experts in technology. Why don't you just let us help you so that we can help all brokers in our market? It's going to be awfully hard to refuse that, right? That's what I'm going to So maybe it ends up being right. an improvement for everybody. You know, that's all. Or maybe it ends up being a horror show. I, who knows? Like, we'll have to see how this all plays out. Yeah, but in particular, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in kind of that angle. I'm interested in what happens to NAR, what happens to realtors when Zillow is now a realtor, right? Like, does that change anything or does it change nothing? Because at the end of the day, Zillow is going to have like 30 agents in the country. Right. You know, I don't know. And, and you know, it's all execution. Zillow may, you know, have the means to execute a great media company, but now when it comes down to executing to be a great and again i don't know what the fucking call them but <laughs> I whatever. But they may suck at that right um yeah, yeah. They, can't, they won't be able to execute that very well right so we'll yeah. see <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't know if we achieved anything of real breakthrough uh, interest here but i'm uh, telling you man, it just we're just this is the beginning of this this onion is huge Yes. Right. Healing the layers is it's just going to keep on continuing, right? That's the nerdery of what's going to happen here, right? So. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, so all right, listen. I think we were almost to an hour. Um, yeah. You know, we could keep going, but uh, let's do our takeaway. What's your big takeaway from at this initial high level, you know, first blush? Two things. I, I again, it's such a great time to be in real estate especially for guys like you and I, because there's mm -hmm. so much to talk about. And there's so much innovation happening, right? Second, I mean, as I, I wrote about this a little bit, I think it's a win for humans, mm -hmm. right? I mean, Zillow is basically saying that, you know, without a human being involved, you know, with selling or buying the largest asset a person's life, it ain't going to get done. Mm -hmm. And they've realized this enough that they're joining the movement. They're joining organized real estate. So I think we can call that a win. All right. I agree. Um, I think my big takeaway from this conversation is that I hadn't thought enough about VOW. I've been focusing a little too much on MLS and IDX, but maybe the real action is in VOW and how that plays into everything. So I think that was useful for me and uh, hopefully others who are listening will get something useful out of our, our, our blathering. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man! Listen, if if y'all have any thoughts, any questions, you know, anything specific that we might have missed, we'd love to hear from you on this one. You know, because uh, yeah. Greg and I are just two people. Uh, and while we are, we know a lot, and we do, you know, we are kind of knowledgeable. We don't know everything, and certainly there are people who are way more expert than us who are listening to this. So we'd love to hear from you as to kind of what concerns, what issues we might we might uh, have missed, but should be discussing. I think it's time to say farewell to our to our lovely audience and to you. Safe drive home if you're driving, or safe flight home. I know you're you're uh, traveling today, so it's great that we mm-hmm. can hook up to, uh, to record this thing. Yep. Same to you, man. And all, right. uh, all you guys out there, remember, go to your wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a good rating. Uh, write a good review if you can. I've been reading some of the reviews on iTunes, and, I, the, and the ratings are fantastic. And if you can keep doing that, that helps us improve the rate, the how much that's ranked in those those uh, those places. But um, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Bye.